0: If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're gonna love hearing the latest in the world, world of food. food. First, any unique food or cakes at your wedding? How would you like a Dairy Queen Blizzard Bar? <laughs> Turns out it's part of their catering service at many locations. Second, Dunkin' is selling heart-shaped donuts for Valentine's Day, including a brownie batter one and Cupid's Choice, which is mm. Bavarian cream with sprinkles. And finally, in the world of food, why in the world would you have to warn people not to eat toothpicks? Why? South Korea had to tell people, the government, to stop eating deep fried toothpicks it's something that's been trending on tiktok but the key detail is in south korea they're not made of wood they're made of corn and potato starch (laughs) so you fry them in oil and they kind of like start to curl like one of those little firecrackers and bubble and people are like oh these are good but they're not food grade (laughs) so the government's like please stop eating fried toothpicks
1: Ever scratch your heads at stuff that the government has to tell people not to do? All because they saw it on TikTok, right?
0: All right, so it's a known fact that I am pop culturally challenged. I'm not proud of that, it's embarrassing, and it has reared its ugly head like no other. Uh Oh, just happened to me the other day. I'll tell you about it next. So, I am pop culturally challenged. I don't know what it is. Like, I pay attention, I listen to music, I watch TV shows and movies. You try to be hip, you try to be cool. There's so many things I miss out on, and Glenn and I were watching this show um, about monsters. It's called Monarch Legacy of the Monsters. It's, (laughs) um, It's actually super entertaining. And we're watching it and we're like, wow, Kurt Russell is so good in this show. And the casting, they cast the younger version of him. So well. I mean, even his mannerisms are the same. And Glenn and I would compare notes and say that like every time we watch a new episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I just saw an article like father sons and shows. Mm-hmm. That is Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt. <laughs> I'm
1: so embarrassed. I'm like, dude. I don't know. Kind of like uh, Tom Hanks, that
0: uh, man called Otto. His son... Plays the younger version hmm. of him in that movie, his son, Truman. Mm-hmm. So the more, you know, <laughs> so, you know how this time of year, a lot of people end up decluttering. It's just like a thing we oh, yeah. all do in sure. January. Sure, 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 Well, that has sent um, my niece down memory lane and it trickled down to me. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. It's so funny when uh, people declutter this time of year. I've had that as a goal. and uh, How's it going? The, it's it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you added more? Uh, no, Wild I haven't added a
0: whole lot more, but I've got a couple of bags that need to go to Goodwill. But uh, the big thing I haven't tackled is uh, my closet. So, But anyway, my niece, Ariel, she's my oldest niece. Uh, she's when it made me an aunt the very first time. She must have been decluttering yesterday. Because all of a sudden, all afternoon, I get a text of this old picture, and it's her and her two little sisters, and they're all decked out for trick-or-treat, and my sister had made a homemade, like, she looks like a popcorn, a box of popcorn, (laughs) and I'm sitting there with them, and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden there's this uh, picture of of her hugging my husband Glenn, her uncle Glenn, and Mm -hmm. then there's a picture of me and my twin sisters and all three of the little girls, the stepping stones in her family, and I was just like... It was like, it was getting me all for verklempt. Aww. And then there was a photo that is a treasure that I will always, always, always appreciate. And it's me and my mom and my grandma Bessie. I mm. did not know I owned a picture like that. Now I do, mm. thanks to my niece. So she she was getting all choked up. I was getting all choked up. I was like, this
1: decluttering is emotional. <laughs> right, I think some dust is getting in my eye. <laughs> all right, I have a, I have a decluttering question. I think I'm going to speak for every guy, every husband on the planet with this decluttering questions coming up next. So we're talking about decluttering and uh, you took a walk down memory lane with some pictures that you that you found and stuff. And uh, here's my decluttering question because my wife is big on the decluttering kick. Why is it that what decluttering means is get rid of all the husband's cool stuff while the wife gets to keep all of hers? Why um, is that? i why in my house am I the only one with quote clutter?
0: I, I think this is a question for you and your wife, not for all of us. No,
1: I'm saying I've talked to other guys. I've talked really? to other guys and they're the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, my wife is she's on this decluttering thing, and it's like all my stuff, all my cool cycling stuff. She wants to, you haven't worn this in years. Like, yeah, but I'm gonna. Right? And yeah, that, and why, you know why what? I, is that? I
0: am gonna get rid of I'm I keep talking to my husband. He's like, I wanna be involved in that. Yes. He has stacks and stacks of sweaters that he will never, ever touch. Because he's so hot-natured, there's no way he would put this sweater on his body. He's keeping he it be because... be way too hot.
1: Because there's going to be like, hey, Glenn, I got this thing coming up. I need you to go. It'll be the middle of winter. And he needs something. I'm going to wear a jacket, but he needs something. That's what he's keeping it for. No, so that's it's, not it. His clutter is your fault.
0: They're going. Especially <laughs> now that I know that Grandpa Sheik...
1: Or what was He's it in? called?
0: Grandpa, yeah, something. something? yeah, like it's uh, vintage stuff. So somebody some like eighteen year old is going to be thrilled to see his sweater at goodwill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see, so it's true. you're validating what I was saying, yeah, it's his stuff that you're looking. I to decided get rid to of.
0: agree. Are you trying to be more active and it's hard to stay motivated? Hmm. This could be just what you need to hear. Knowing how challenging it is for all of us to fit in time for exercise, the scientists decided to study what a teensy tiny amount of exercise would do for your health. Get this, turns out exercising for just 25 minutes a week or less, that's less than four if minutes a day. If you
1: just do the weekdays, it's five days a week or Can, five minutes a week. Yeah.
0: Can bulk up your brain and improve our ability to think as we grow older. Hmm. People from the ages uh, from 18 all the way to 97 who walked, swam or cycled or worked out moderately for 25 minutes a week had bigger brains than people who didn't do whatever they didn't do anything
1: no kidding isn't that wild so for (laughs) you sound like one of those ads for just pennies a day yeah so for just minutes a day (laughs) four minutes a day
0: just like go up and down your stairs while you're watching tv or something
1: yeah but see the the thing about that is there will be no dramatic improvement there'll be no overnight you're you're not going to drop three dress sizes in two weeks right so it's sticking to it without boom seeing those immediate results is going to be the the key to making that work right on.
0: Have you ever developed a friendship with someone in the most unique way? This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Ever develop a friendship with someone in the most unique way? A commuter train operator in Philly named Richard found a lost wallet on his train. And get this, he drove 55 miles to give it back. It happened on New Year's Eve, which was also his birthday but he still did it. He went all out of his way. The guy who lost it is a guy named Greg. His doorbell cam caught footage of Richard dropping it off. He didn't say who he was, but Greg tracked him down to say thanks and hmm. now they've become friends and they plan to keep in touch. I
1: think he's a great guy and we're going to we're going to keep up this friendship. He's a great guy. Look at him. <laughs>
0: awesome. 55 miles each way on your birthday on New Year's Eve. Wow. Just to give a wallet back.
1: Wow. That's really so something. Kind. I love that they're going to be buds now. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think your dogs have like a sense of when things aren't right? Can they tell when you're not feeling right? I think they can. Let's talk about that next. Do you think your dogs know when something ain't right? When oh, yeah. Something is just sideways. It could be emotionally. It could mm-hmm. be. Physically, but when you're not doing okay, they know it. Hundred percent. Our dog Marco, his his human sensitivity meter is on a hundred. If other dogs go up to ten, his is a hundred. I've
0: heard that about border collies. Yeah, he's my, part border yeah, he's collie. Half, right? My
1: wife was not feeling well all weekend. Like stayed in bed all day Saturday, not feeling well. Like down for the count. The flu kind of just can't even get out of bed. Marco, I'm not kidding you. He stayed by her side the entire day. Aww, Did what a not good get boy. He stayed in bed with her the mm-hmm. entire day. My
0: dogs were like that when I was sick too.
1: Other than eating, he he would go out, he'd eat, go out, do his business, run mm-hmm. right back upstairs was snuggling next to her.
0: It's like they feel a responsibility. To protect you while you're ill. It's
1: the sweetest thing, isn't it? I guess. It? It, was, it was really remarkable, though. I mean, I've never seen it. I've been sick before, and he's, you know, like, stayed by me most of the day. But he was there the entire time, would not leave. Had I taken his food to the bedroom, he would have gladly eaten it up there and not left her side. And when she did feel okay enough to come, like, she came downstairs and sat down to watch some TV, he jumped right up in the chair with her. Like, wouldn't leave her side even then. Even when he was getting a little bit of a break, he didn't want Aww. to break.
0: He would make a good therapy dog.
1: Hmm. Well, would. <laughs> I think he would. Like if you wanted to train him
0: and take him to hospitals and
1: stuff. <laughs> we did that with one of our greyhounds one time. Yeah. Went to the children's hospital with one of our greyhounds mm-hmm. and she was a hit. We're talking about our, our four-legged friends, our doggies, and how they seem to have like this extra sense when they, they know things just aren't right with with their humans.
0: Absolutely. It's just It's almost uncanny because I've only had four dogs in my whole life. Not till I was married did I my husband surprise me with our first dog, a little wired haired fox terrier. But we've had dogs that like there's some that would go to bed with me every night, even though I go to bed earlier than my husband. Uh, we've had other ones. Um, our little Scottish terrier, Jackson, he was a very sensitive boy. Mm-hmm. Our friend bought us a blue dinosaur and a pink dinosaur, little toys and he always wanted the pink one. And if I started talking animatedly and I was upset about something that happened mm-hmm. and I got a little too dramatic, he would run out the pet door like,
1: <laughs> run away. I can't handle this stress. And then when he got cancer,
0: I was like, oh, stress is bad for cancer. So I would like try to tell Glenn about something that was Happy. frustrating me like. Yeah, this was really frustrating today,
1: and then, because
0: I didn't want to upset my little dog, because they're you're so you're emotionally sensitive. So you
1: are going to say you would only have happy conversations in front of them, but you were, I having, tried, you yeah. were having unpleasant ones Sometimes just with Sometimes I would happy just do a tone. cheerful voice if there was something I wanted
0: to say, yeah.
1: And I was furious. Yeah. <laughs> the end. And
0: then, I mean, when either one of us got sick... The, our dogs were right by our side all day. They are just was, the most precious animals. That was
1: Marco with, with Tracy. He was like glued to her mm-hmm. side. Still so was cool how I, dogs do when that. When I left, uh, left for work today, he yeah. still was like That's right his by job.
0: your side. So there's no escaping Stanley Cups. They are everywhere, all over TikTok, for sale everywhere. People are even bedazzling them and selling them for $1,000. Mm-hmm. Well, now even babies cannot escape Fisher Price just created a laugh and learn, wake up and learn coffee mug for babies. And it, it even looks like the liquid is in there splashing around. So no kidding. be just like mommy. It's on uh, Amazon or Walmart.
1: All right. So somebody posted the other day, Taylor, and this was pretty fascinating. What smell reminds you of childhood? We'd love to hear what smell reminds you of childhood in a minute, but I'll tell you what mine was Next. Okay, so uh, somebody posted, what smell reminds you of your childhood? And people were posting all kinds of stuff like, oh, cookies, or somebody said pledge. Like their mom used that ah. lemon-scented pledge yeah. whenever they smell that. They think, think of their mom. For me, it's—I don't. maybe I'm not the only one. It's a little weird. Salem menthol cigarettes. Because my dad smoked a lot when I was a kid. He quit when he turned like 40-something and hasn't had one since. Um, but I always sat behind him in the car, and he would, even in the wintertime, he'd crack the window, and that I'd get the backdraft of those cigarettes. And I think, Ugh. to this day, I've never been a smoker my entire life, but to this day, cigarette smoke does not bother me. That's it Doesn't wild. bother me, at, in not at all. Um, and that smell makes me think of being a kid.
0: That's a little different than my Play-Doh and crayons.
1: Is that what you were going to say? Is that, that will remind you of childhood? Oh, yeah. Play-Doh and crayons, that smell will take you back? Oh, yeah. Yeah? You're sitting in, like, kindergarten or something?
0: Definitely not menthol cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever noticed that as your family grows and as uh, kids get older, scheduling a get-together is like doing a puzzle? We're going to talk about that next. (laughs) Now, if your family is really young and maybe your siblings just started having kids and so your nieces and nephews are really little, you may not realize this yet, but when the kids get older... Scheduling is doing the hardest puzzle ever. It's so hard to get everyone together because oh, at
1: Christmas time we had the entire family together for two hours. That was because everybody was coming and going. So hard. I'll be there at ten. I'm leaving at noon. Oh, it was, it, I'm just I'm glad it happened for that brief moment.
0: I feel like I'm I have a little scheduling miracle in my life. So here's the deal: uh, years and years and years ago, I started a tradition that I fly home to my hometown of Jupiter, Florida for my mom's birthday every year in early February. She was mm-hmm. born February 9th. Um, well, this year I did something a little different. I decided, ooh, President's Day weekend. I'm gonna stay an extra night. Oh, and yeah. so I'm going right after my mom's birthday. Usually I like to be there like on her birthday, but okay. I thought, okay, what's better, on her birthday or th- you know three nights with my mom? Mm-hmm. So I started working on that and I was talking to my oldest sister who lives like a mile down the street from my mom. And she goes, hey, do you want on Saturday night have a little birthday gathering for mom? And I'll see if all my kids are free. They all live um, either locally or an hour away. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, if that worked out, that would be phenomenal. Because my one niece is a pharmacist at a hospital, and she doesn't get her schedule till like two weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. And um, it is a scheduling miracle. All three nieces and their significance are going to be there that night for a birthday dinner for my mom. And oh, I get to see them great. all, and I'm, I am could not be more happy. The, even though one couple, they're driving from an hour away just for this birthday dinner. Oh. And my mom is going to feel so loved Yeah, that everyone dropped their normal lives, and they're there just for her birthday. No kidding. Oh, so that's psyched. Great.
1: That's going to be fun. Make, make sure, even though people will resist... Group photo. <laughs>
0: <gasps> yes. I'm so glad you said that. Right. Those are treasures. It's so easy yes. to forget. My
1: cousin Carol and I have gotten together two or three times in the last five years, and we rarely get to see each other. Every time an hour later, I'll get a text. We forgot to get a picture again. Uh,
0: I'm going to assign <laughs> one of the nieces to suggest it. Yeah. Because when I do, everyone rolls their eyes. There, there
1: you go. Yeah. Epic family photo time.
0: I was talking about uh, flying home next month for my mom's birthday. And I just had such a flashback to a year ago at this time, my mom was facing her first birthday as a widow mm, because my dad. dad died January yeah. 3rd. And um, I just remember how stressed and concerned and worried I was about her and her grief and her mental health and mm-hmm. how she going to do. I mean, she was caregiver to my dad for so many years as he struggled with multiple sclerosis and Man, fast forward a year later, my mom is the most resilient, lean into her faith person I know. She's my hero. I mean, she's just like so rejoicing in her husband being made, you know, whole again and being in heaven with his savior where he wanted to be. And she like right now, her get this, her 94 year old sister is visiting. My mom's the youngest. They they tried for a fourth child and couldn't have a fourth, so they adopted my mom. Mm. And so her way older um, sister, Jenny, who named my mom, is there. And they're like, my niece sent me a picture of the two of them at the beach yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> what? This is so great. And she's like, gotten so into watching plant videos on YouTube and planted a butterfly garden. And she has a memorial garden for my dad in the yard. She's just like... She's amazing. Yeah. And she's taken all the worry and stress off her five daughters by being so resilient and mm. focusing on her faith.
1: Mm. Our son struck fear into our hearts the other night. He lives in another city. He said, uh, hey, mom, dad, I'm going to be um, coming by probably within the next few weeks um, and I'm going to be bringing some stuff. And we're like, "What? whoa, 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 what? Because we already have like half of his stuff. We got half of his fiance's stuff in our oh, garage wow. already. I said, what do you mean you're going to be bringing stuff? He goes, oh, did I say bringing I'm going to be getting stuff. Ooh. I was like, big difference. Phew. Major difference there. <laughs> Are
0: you excited to get that stuff out <laughs> of your house? Oh, yes.
1: I'll get my garage back.
0: <laughs> Yay. Okay, so what is that famous line in The Grinch where he's like, noise, noise, all this
1: noise? Well, there's this
0: lady named Stephanie that lives in Tampa, and there was so much noise that they started a GoFundMe to figure out where the noise was coming from. I can't wait to tell you this story next. You know that famous line from The Grinch where he's like, noise, noise, it's so much noise. <laughs> well, that was Stephanie. She lives in Tampa Bay in okay. Florida. And she there was this noise and it sounded like, did my neighbor's son start taking drumming lessons? And it was just like incessant. She asked them like, no, we don't have any drum sets in our house. And so she gets in her minivan. She starts driving around. She's like, "This, I know the sounds coming from over there. She thinks maybe it's like this social house nearby, is what down it? the street, or and something. there was music. Maybe okay. they were having a wedding or something. Nope, not there. So then she feels, realizes she's driving around in circles, cannot figure out where this noise is coming from, and then she finds out all her neighbors are are crazed by this drumming sound, <laughs> and they're like, "What is it?" Sometimes it shakes the house, and they're like, "We're gonna go crazy." Is this going to so, be like a
1: horror movie? It's coming from inside the
0: <laughs> house! Close. So they actually started a GoFundMe. They raised about $2,500 and hired a marine biologist <laughs> to listen to the waterways and figure out where in the world is this noise, this drumming sound coming from. And mm-hmm. turns out it is from a species called the black drumfish. fish. <laughs> They sound similar to a speaker's bass when it's mating season. <laughs> and I guess normally you can't hear it, but if like it travels through a tunnel or an aqueduct or you know, like, you know, a canal, then, can then it. it's like and it was it's driving amplified. them crazy. So much so they hired a marine biologist with a GoFundMe account. To figure it out. So for every parent that has a child like Kevin does, who took drum lessons, mm-hmm. and there's incessant drumming, you're like, ah, Stephanie, that's nothing compared <laughs> to my life.
1: So have you ever met someone that has gone, oh, I'm a terrible driver. I have yet to meet that person. No. Everyone <laughs> thinks they're a great driver, and everyone else is a crazy person, right? Yeah. But they have they have a list out of the states with the absolute worst drivers. Wait do you hear who's at number one. They've come out with a list, Taylor, of where the worst drivers are in the entire country, and they've gone the uh, number one through twenty-five. Number one being the worst, number twenty-five being right in the middle. Okay, and they didn't they didn't list everyone beyond that. But uh, I found this fascinating. Who do you think? What state has the absolute worst drivers? The
0: worst drivers in the whole USA would it be Los Angeles? No, state. Oh, state. So, California. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I was going by city.
1: It is your home state of Florida. Florida Uh has the worst drivers. Is it
0: because of all the snowbirds that come by down this time of year?
1: I'm thinking it's because of all the the retirees. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The snowbirds are all older, too. They're the people that live half one place, half another place.
1: Not in the top 25. My home state of Maryland. Now, you learned to drive in Florida. I learned to drive in Maryland. Therefore, I am by far the better driver.
0: That is flawed science, my
1: friend. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Worst drivers in the country from Florida.
0: (laughs) So not fair.
1: Just (laughs) wrong. Meanwhile, Maryland... Not even mentioned on the list, not in the top 25.
0: We should, I wish we could somehow prove like dollar amount each of us have spent on any kind of like fender bender repairs or things know. like that. I
1: don't know. You were on a street getting tickets there for a while.
0: No, I got like two. <laughs> and that was a long time ago.
1: All I'm saying is the facts don't lie. You learned to drive amongst the worst drivers in the world. Therefore, I am the better driver.
0: Okay. How much do you think you need to make a, to make you know your paycheck in order to feel like you're really in a good spot in life? The average American says financial independence means making upwards of ninety four thousand dollars a year, and sixty percent feel optimistic they can reach this milestone. Now, how do we define financial independence? Not needing money, uh, money help from family and friends, reaching a certain net worth. Being able to contribute to a four hundred and one k, seventy two percent of people say they stress about money at least once a month, and seventeen percent say they worry about money every single day.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know that there's any income level where you don't worry about it. Right? It seems like we all, no matter how much money you make. I mean, I've met people who are really wealthy and they they worry about it, and people who are dirt poor and they worry about it too.